Welcome to the Park Road Podcast for September 20th, 2015. Today's podcast is a sermon given by Amy Jacks Dean, co-pastor with Russ Dean at Park Road Baptist Church. Her sermon today is entitled, I've Got Good News and I've Got Good News. Which do you want to hear first? Russ preached last week, and when I sat down, he said, I had a moment of panic. I couldn't remember either. So don't feel bad if you can't remember from week to week. We try to just preach the same thing over and over. It's all good news. So I've got good news, and I've got bad news. Which do you want to hear first? I've got good news, and I've got bad news. Which do you want to hear first? The bad news. Don't you always want to hear the bad news first? Get it over with? You know, set up the good news to be even better than you thought it might be to begin with? No one ever wants the good news first only to be followed by bad news. But there's so much bad news. So much. Too much. It's overwhelming. Fires out west, floods, threats of tsunamis, kidnapped children, murder, violence, hunger, homelessness, human trafficking, people dying of curable diseases, lack of clean water, lack of access to medicine, racism, sexism, wars, rumors of wars, Aren't you glad you asked for the bad news first? And let us not leave out some of the worst news of all. We have a little more than a whole year to live through a presidential campaign. I honestly don't know if I can take it. And the worst news about that isn't just aimed at the candidates with whom I disagree, though there are a bunch of them. The worst news is the downright rudeness of our culture when it comes to politics. The ranting, the name-calling, the mud-slinging. My children would be in time out if they acted like politicians. The talking over one another, no one listening, everyone just seeking a soundbite that might stick no matter the cost to another person's name or integrity. I've said several times recently that I just can't take a steady dose of bad news, which is just about all that the 24-7 cable news delivers. Every once in a while they throw in a good news, feel-good story, but generally it's all bad news. I just can't listen to it. Every day when I get home, I turn on the news as I cook supper, And every day, I last about 15 minutes before I turn it to a rerun of Friends or Seinfeld. I've seen all the episodes. I know what's coming before it even happens, and it's still funny. Actually, it's funnier because I know what's coming. I anticipate the prank, the pun, or the joke. I know it's coming so I can smile even before the punchline is delivered. All the while, cable news is just rattling off bad news. For that moment, 
I put away the bad news that CNN is offering, and I laugh as I chop the onions and blame the vapors for the tears. When it's delivered the way it is on TV or in the papers or in blogs or through social media, it feels like the world is falling apart. I thought it was just me that couldn't take the bad news. Maybe I'm just weak, don't have a strong enough constitution. But I was heartened when I read an article in a 2006 copy of the Christian Century that was written by Barbara Brown Taylor explaining why she doesn't watch TV at all. I cannot give up my friends in Seinfeld, I'm sorry. But she says for her, mainly it's the commercials that try to lure her, usually successfully, she admits, to consume things that she doesn't even need and never even knew she wanted until the commercial wooed her. Also, she admits, her weakness to just being mesmerized by all the channels, surfing from one to another, just mindlessly trying to find an escape or a distraction. But then she does say she admits to listening to national public radio and even sending them a few dollars just to graciously thank them for sparing her the commercials. But she says, the only time I turn NPR off is during the news, at least after I've heard the whole loop once. If I listen any longer than that, she says, my heart begins to shut down. I'm equipped to grieve for many people at one time, even people I don't know, but I am not equipped to grieve the sinking of a loaded ferry in India, the victims of a serial killer in Texas, the failure of citrus crops in Florida, and the starvation of small children in Sudan, all in a span of 15 minutes. I'm not prepared for that kind, and I'm not equipped for that kind of bad news. She goes on to say, I furthermore do not want to learn to be equipped to do that in 15 minutes, especially while I'm washing dishes or driving my car. She is so right. We are not equipped to take in that much bad news. And you don't have to go reading the headlines of The Observer or channel surfing the news shows to find bad news. Just look around you, the people in the office next to yours or in the desk next to yours, in the house next to yours, in the pew next to you. Why even look within your own life and the lives of those you love most dearly and you will soon notice that you do not have to go very far outside of your circle of influence to find, hear, and see bad news. So here's the good news. I don't really have any bad news for you today. There's enough of that. We cannot close our eyes to it. We cannot act as if it's not there. But we also need to remember that bad news is not all the news there is. As I continued reading through Barbara Brown Taylor's article, I realized that she put into words exactly what I've been feeling 
in telling this story. This was written in 2006. When a young girl was kidnapped from her bedroom in the Midwest, the details of her abduction flooded the news for days. Description of suspects alternated with speculation about whether she was still alive. Her family's despair was unimaginable. In the midst of all of this, she says, I was speaking with someone who watches a great deal of television news. The person said, we live in a country where children are not safe in their own beds. How many of you have made that kind of global statement when you are afraid? Taylor says, while I knew she meant for me to agree with her, I did the math and realized I could not agree with her. Although the media's round-the-clock repetition of the story made it seem as if thousands of girls had been abducted, instead, it was one. The truth was that the girl we were all worried about remained one girl. And while the police searched for her, the vast majority of children were safe in their own beds, which seemed vital to remember in the face of so much fear. When you make statements like, our children are not safe in their own beds, that is not true. She goes on to say, there's always tragedy somewhere. The news reminds us of that so well. But there's not always tragedy everywhere. The news does not make that so clear. The good news, that's what gospel means. The good news is that where fairies are going down, brave people are diving into water to lift thrashing children to safety. Where crops are failing, generous people are providing relief for farmers and migrant workers. And where a young girl is kidnapped from her bed, an entire community turns out to hunt clues, post flyers, cook food, and keep watch with her family. Meanwhile, entire towns are living with nothing terrible happening for a couple of hours. Parents are tenderly caring for their children. Mail carriers are delivering packages full of love and goodness. Parents are taking off work a little early to coach their daughter's soccer team. And churches are providing backpack snacks for children who need extra food for the weekend. Yes, it is bad news that there are children in Charlotte-Mecklenburg who do not have enough food to make it through the weekend without the free lunch and breakfast that is served in school. That is bad news, but I have good news. For 75 of those children, and starting next month, for 100 of those children, they get food to take home on the weekends. But here's what some of the, oh, I said I didn't have any more bad news. I got one more piece of bad news. Some of the worst news of all for me is when the church and religion, especially when Christianity, because that's my faith, the worst news for me is when the church is the one spewing bad news. And it happens all the time. 
right this very minute, pulpits across America are full of people spewing bad news about hell and damnation, about unforgivable sins, about how Satan is at work in your life and halting you from being who you've been called to be and stopping football teams from winning games. Satan does not care about that, neither does God. They're spewing bad news about judgment. They're spewing bad news about keeping people condemned and cast out. And this bad news draws a lot of people, and I had an aha about why. Why are those kind of churches growing when they're spouting bad news? It's because it sounds so familiar to the rest of the news that we hear all the time. And those churches are banking on fear to save the day. This is nothing new. All I have to do is say, remember the Crusades. And you will note that the church has long been noted to preach and teach and act out bad news. They've tried to wrap it in swaddling clothes at Christmas and a cross at Easter and call it good news. But the church for too long propped up the bad news of slavery and many churches still promote exclusion of women in ministerial leadership and far too many religious folks still promote violence and exclusion in ways that I find simply contradictory to the good news that Jesus preached and lived. I could give you examples of people that are popular and people that I know personally that make me say to Russ so often, if all I knew of Christianity is what they were saying, I would not be Christian. When Russ preached this baccalaureate sermon back in June that spawned the series, his second point to our graduates was, we have good news. And he said, I hope when you leave here, you're going to find a church. But if you don't find a church that speaks good news, I hope you will look for a place that does. Now, I'm not talking about sappy, happy news where everyone's giddy and smiling all the time. That's out there too, and that's bad news to me. There's way too much bad news for happy sappy to be our good news reality. This is hard stuff. That's next week's sermon. But I just want to be clear that good news isn't head in the sand to bad news news. Good news is not a prosperity gospel where only the faithful are blessed and you will be happy if you are here. But really, all the church has is good news. So I'd like to start my sermon over. Friends, I've got good news, and I've got good news. Which do you want to hear first? Good answer. You are loved. You are forgiven. So be at peace. That is such good news. 
I've got good news, and I've got good news. Your name is beloved child of God. Blessed Bennett, child of God. That is such good news. Friends, I've got good news, and I've got good news. Nothing. I mean nothing can separate you from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Romans 8.38 puts it this way. For I am convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor height nor depth nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. That is such good news. I've got good news, and I've got good news. All are welcome in this place. No matter what you wear, no matter the color of your skin, no matter your sexual orientation, no matter how much money you make, no matter how much education you have, no matter whether you believe the same way that I believe or not, all are welcome in this place. That is Good news. That, it's hard to pick what's the best, but that ranks high. I've got good news and I've got good news. On our website, the first page that rolls up, this is how the good news reads on the first page, so that everyone is clear. A progressive Baptist church in Charlotte, North Carolina, Park Road emphasizes independent thought, community service, social justice, and interfaith understanding. That is such good news. I love that. I've got good news, and I've got good news. God is with you, within you, before you, ahead of you, behind you, beside you. That is such good news. I've got good news. I've got more good news. God needs us to partner alongside in God's creative activity of helping and healing a broken world. We are needed. In this grand scheme of creation, the most ingenious piece of the holy and sacred puzzle is that God needs us in the holy work of repairing the broken places. We have responsibilities. We don't have to wring our hands waiting on God to see what God is going to do. God has called us to be God's hands and feet and voices and heart in this world. That is good news. I have good news. And I have good news. We are made for community. And church should be a place where our tears and our laughter find a resting place and where both are shared frequently and freely. That is such good news. I have good news and I have good news. You think I'd run out, but I won't. This good news has nothing to do with heaven or hell, which really is bad news if you talk about it. I'll just say it the way Jesus said it. The kingdom of God is near. 
It's not out there in the sweet by and by, something we attain after death. The kingdom of God is about the here and now, and it is all around us and very nearby if we learn to see it and then to proclaim it. That is such good news. Last night I was at a dinner party, knowing full well what this says. And I said, I've just lost hope for America. I've just lost hope. I have no hope. I'm going to have to move to Canada. It's so easy to slide into despair. Do not. I always ask myself when I preach a sermon, what's the take home? Watch less cable news. Not WBTV, Sharon, but only one loop of it might be enough of bad news. Watch less cable news. Do not be afraid. Do not make global statements when one bad thing happens and assume that it's happening everywhere. There is so much more goodness, so many more good people than not. Do not be caught up in that. The church has to preach good news. You are the church. Whether you're a member here or not, you are sitting in this space, and for this minute, you are mine. <laughs> be alert to watch for the kingdom of God and proclaim it loud and clear when you see it. I am not the only one with good news. It is within you as well. Let us be a good news church, a good news people. May it be so. Amen. Thanks for listening today. We invite you to learn more about Park Road at parkroadbaptist.org. Park Road is a progressive faith community located in Charlotte, North Carolina, encouraging independent thought, community service, social justice, and interfaith understanding. Grace and peace to you.